recognition. Someone I ought to know, have known, dreamt up, been in love with forever. Look, let the others have the limelight. You know Alex Clementine. He'll keep them mesmerized. Yes, good to have Alex aboard. And everybody said his Tinseltown life story was terrific. Maybe I'll get a second wind. Jeremy, you know you can lie down for a few minutes. I mean, there's a bedroom there. I smiled. I think I'll take you up on that. Would like to have sketched the way her goldy locks came down to her shoulders and ripples. But that was the surface. What about the tempest in my heart when I saw the look in her eye? The lobby of the St. Francis swallowed us. Jody was saying, I'll tell everybody you're beat. I'll do the talking. Yes, you say it all, whatever it is. And what is there to say anymore? How many weeks has the book been on the New York Times bestseller list? And talk about the Saturday morning Charlotte show? And, of course, the question that irritated me the most, what was new or different about the latest looking for Bettina? Nothing. That's the trouble. Absolutely nothing. Oh, don't look now, Jody said, but there's Goldilocks waiting for you right by the elevators. There she was again, all right. She was coming towards us. She had Bettina's house in her hand. I pushed the elevator button. Hello, Mr. Walker. Hello, Goldilocks. She drew a pen out of her bag. I had to get this at another store, she said. Unbelievable blue eyes. I took it out of her hands, took the pen. I tried to place the voice geographically, but I couldn't. Words almost British crisp, but it wasn't a British accent. What's your name, Goldilocks? Belinda, she said. She was so young, just a baby up close. I reached out and stroked her hair. That's very sweet of you, Mr. Walker. Pleasure, Belinda. Want to go to the party? And I said that. Jody shot me an incredulous glance. She was holding the elevator door. Sure, Mr. Walker, if you really want me to. She glided past me into the glass car. Of course I do, I said. The door swished shut. I thought you were all tuckered out, Jody said. The elevator shot up soundlessly. The suite was jammed. I took Belinda's arm and forced my way through the bar, acknowledging a few hellos. Her cheeks looked so full and soft, I wanted to kiss them, kiss her candy mouth. I thought, memorize every detail of her so you can paint her later. There's absolutely nothing lecherous about just wanting to paint her. Belinda tugged on my arm. Thank you, darling. We moved down the little hallway. She was looking at the bedroom. Then she looked up, her eyes dark. Listen, I want to paint your picture, I said. Just really paint your picture. Honestly, I swear to you. Why shouldn't I believe that, she asked, almost laughing. I know all about you, Mr. Walker. She went into the open bedroom. I slipped in after her. She turned to me. The hotel bed, covered in gold satin, resembled a great altar. The sheets would be smooth and cool. Will you come to the house then, I asked. She didn't answer. She went to the door and closed it and turned the latch. I felt a painful warmth in my face and a change of gears from man to animal. I said, don't do this, honey. Don't you want to, she asked. She lifted her arms and put them around my neck, and a soft baby cheek was against my face, 
her breasts against my chest, her candy mouth opening. Oh, Goldilocks, I said. Belinda, she whispered. Oh, Belinda. I kissed her. I slid my hands up her thighs, and they were as soft as her face. Come on, she said. Don't you want to do it before they come and ruin everything? Honey, I like you so much. I woke up when I heard the door click shut. I'd slept for maybe half an hour. She was gone. I found my wallet lying neatly on top of my pants. All my money still in the money clip. Well, I'd done it with her. And she was probably sixteen, and somebody's daughter. No consolation that it had been simply terrific. In the cab on the way home, my eyes searched every downtown block for her. It was still hot after dark, truly unusual for San Francisco. But the big high-ceiling rooms of my Victorian house were cool, as always. Toys everywhere, dust and disarray of an antique shop. I relaxed all over. The party, the dinner, the noise and bustle were losing their hold at last, and the dingy stillness of the room was comforting. The grandfather clock chimed ten. Time to try to paint her. I went upstairs to the attic studio. I put a small canvas on the easel and started sketching her. When the doorbell rang around midnight, I almost didn't answer. Then it occurred to me. Belinda. She had gotten my address from my wallet. I ran down the steps, both flights, and opened the front door. She looked even younger somehow. So vulnerable. It's me, Belinda, she said. Remember? In the morning, as soon as I opened my eyes, I knew she was gone. The phone was ringing, and I managed to mumble something into it as I saw the nightgown hanging neatly on the closet door. It was Jody, telling that they wanted me on a talk show. Not now, Jody. It's just not the time. Downstairs, I found the dishes washed, everything stacked, very neat. There was nothing else of her left in the house. No note, no scribbled address or phone number. I checked and double-checked. But what about the rolls of black-and-white pictures we'd taken? Still in the camera? Old-fashioned and traditional images. I went to work in the basement darkroom right away. I had good prints by the afternoon, and I put the best in front of my easel. They were a satisfying, tantalizing lot. She'd showered before she put on the nightgown. Her hair had been loose and full of wispy little tendrils, and in the photographs these caught the light. The best picture was one of her sitting side-saddle on the carousel horse in the living room. Then there was a very good shot of her on the four-poster bed. These I enlarged and printed. Another excellent picture was of her on the living room floor kneeling beside the old dollhouse. Her face was smooth in most of these pictures. No smile, but she looked soft, receptive, open. I wanted to start painting immediately from these. A whole series was coming into my head, but I was too worried about her. I knew she'd be back, but what was happening to her now? I don't think a parent could have been more worried about her than I was, even if that parent had known about me. Late Saturday afternoon, I went down to the Haight, where she told me she rented a room to look for her. I didn't find her. When I got home, I found that painting her was the best thing I could do to get my mind off her. I went up to the attic and set to work on a full-scale painting immediately. Belinda on the carousel horse. 
I went at her full suite with her dense golden hair and her white nightgown, and it was really working, and something completely unexpected happened. I wanted to paint her naked. I thought about it for a little while. I mean, what was this with this nightgown? She's not Charlotte. It was all wrong, a detour. I took it off the easel. No, not her. For now, I wanted to capture a highly specific characteristic of Belinda. The ease with which she had gone to bed with me. That was the point of the nudity. But she mustn't worry, ever, about these pictures, because nobody would see any of this. What a laugh to think of what it would do to my career if someone did. I was working double fast. Everything felt wonderful. My brush was racing over the details. It was working out all right. Around twelve o'clock, I had a near-complete canvas of her and the horse. The thing was done, absolutely done. And it was as photographically real as anything I had ever painted. It was Belinda, the little girl who had made love to me twice, apparently because she wanted to, just sitting there naked, staring at me, and asking, Why do you feel so guilty for touching me? Because I am using you, my dear because an artist uses everything. When I got back from my drive through the hate the next afternoon, there was a note from her in the mailbox. Came, went, Belinda. When she hadn't come by or called by nine o'clock, I started working again. I planned to do a trio of carousel pictures, but this time she was kneeling naked beside the dollhouse. By the time the morning light came through the windows, it was finished. I scratched the date into the wet oil paint, whispered, Belinda, and fell asleep right there on the cot.